Welcome to the Mind for Life podcast. The Mind for Life podcast. Where your thinking can change your life. And now, here's your host, Jeff Bogazic. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mind for Life podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Jeff Bogazic, and I will be your host here, where we discuss things like how you can improve your life by improving your thinking. And today on the podcast, we're going to talk about something extremely interesting. The title is Interpersonal Judo and How Our Brains affect our social relationships, or even even more so, how our social relationships affect our brains. Do you realize that your brain is wired for social connections? That's right. Neuroscience has discovered that the design of our brain makes it sociable, drawn to a neural brain-to-brain link-up whenever we encounter another person. Now, not everyone is skilled at social interaction, and not everyone is skilled at the art of conversation in these neural link-ups. But guess what? We are wired for it. And guess what else? You can get better. You can develop greater skills in social interaction. You can learn the art of conversation. I did. I'm a very introverted person. And when I was a kid, I was painfully shy. And even into my adult years, I never felt comfortable conversing with people and If I could, I would avoid it. But after learning some social and interpersonal skills, I feel like I can talk with anyone. I feel like I can have a conversation with anyone. In fact, the other day I had to uh, sit and talk to a gentleman for 45 minutes. Uh, I'd never met him before, and I had the opportunity to just meet him and had to be with him for 45 minutes. And so I was able to, uh, because of learning social skills and conversational skills, to be able to strike up a conversation, to be able to listen to what this gentleman was saying, to be able to talk to him and uh, and go on for 45 minutes. And it was very interesting. And let me tell you, I learned a ton. And guess what? That's the first step to developing those skills is learning how to listen, learning how to attend to and be concerned with the other person. And guess what? I have a free social skills listening course available for you on our website, mindforlife.org. So if you're shy, if you don't know how to converse with people, rest assured, you can learn to develop the skills to talk with anyone. And let me tell you, if I can do it, anyone can do it. But the first step in that process is learning how to listen. And you could get started right now. Visit the website mindforlife.org and sign up. 
Also, I would like to mention our podcast sponsor. It is Bluehost.com. Bluehost is a web hosting service. I don't know if you've tried out any other web hosting services or if you have a web hosting service of your own, but after trying out many, I found Bluehost to be the best fit for me. They have great technical support. Anytime I need uh, technical support about setting something up with my website or anything like that, they're wonderful. Their user interface is very easy. Uh, my website, mindforlife.org, is hosted by Bluehost. And if you're interested in starting a website, in starting a blog, or in starting a podca- podcast, Bluehost can meet all of your needs. And they do it at a great price. So check them out. Visit our website, mindforlife.org, and you can click at the link at the top of the page. So, okay, the social brain. As I mentioned at the top of this podcast, our brains are designed and wired to connect with other people. Whenever we meet another person, What happens neurologically is our brains begin to interact in a network of feelings and emotions with the other person. And we're going to talk about this more over the next couple of weeks, but I want to give an introduction today. Uh, We have this interaction on an emotional level. Uh, We have this interaction of feelings that take place with the other person. Uh, Our social interactions kick in emotions and our emotions trigger hormones, things like adrenaline, serotonin, testosterone, and others. And these hormones then affect our biological systems. They can result in effects upon our immune systems, our blood pressure, and even our heart. We all understand, or maybe you will understand, that when we have stressful relationships, those things affect us biologically. Stress from toxic relationships in our life can affect us biologically. They can uh, reduce our immune levels. They can be very destructive to us. And this is because our minds are wired to connect emotionally with other people. So I guess what I'm saying here is our relationships, our relationships mold not just our experience of the world, but our relationships affect our biology as well. Now, if we are wired and designed to connect with other people, if we need good social relationships to have not only more fulfilling lives, but also healthier lives, it begs the question, what happens when those relationships suffer or even are non-existent. And what I mean by relationships suffering is when we substitute a pseudo-relationship 
for a real relationship or when we have a fake relationship that we might think is a real relationship when in fact it is not or even when we're involved in toxic relationships and stressful relationships. One of the things we are experiencing in our culture today is a loss of social capital. Robert Putnam, in his book, Bowling Alone, details and researches a 20-year decline in social relationships in American culture from the 1970s to the 1990s. How did he document or quantify a decline in social relationships? Well, what he did was he looked at certain markers of social relationships, things like bowling leagues, clubs, lions clubs, and other public meetings where face-to-face social interactions typically took place. And then he looked at how those type of meetings were declining. What had been happening and is still happening today is that those meetings, those places of social interaction or social gathering uh, is being replaced by digital connections in this internet age. The internet has promised greater connectivity with other people, that we would be connected, that we would be wired, that we would be together. But that connection comes at a distance. In years past, you would go to a coffee shop and people would be sitting at the counter and drinking coffee or uh, talking with one another. And I was just in a coffee shop uh, last week. I walked in, everybody's sitting at their own table, looking at their own computer with their headphones on, doing their own thing. This is a loss of social interaction. We are, you might call it, a hermit society. And this was also the promise of social media sites, right? To connect you to your friends. And while we may have more connections of our friends, quote unquote, on Instagram or on Facebook, uh, we all know that a lot of those people really aren't our friends. I think there was a stat that came out at one point that said something like only 10% of the people's friends are really, really their friends. Others are just acquaintances that we have. We've been fooled into believing that we can have a friendship over the internet. And that is the same thing as a face-to-face encounter. Again, I mentioned this on an earlier podcast We know that language evolves with us over time, and this is the case with the word friend. The word friend has changed its meaning, and those of older generations understand that word, the word friend, differently than those of younger generations, those that you might call the digital natives, those who 
were born into and are growing up in the digital environment. That word friend has changed. And the fact that our entire culture is more distant now than past cultures, that's an important fact to understand. Because one of the things that social relationships help to foster is a greater empathy for other people. When we encounter someone in a, uh, an interpersonal relation, we talk with them, our brains enter into this uh, interpersonal judo, so to speak, a back and forth of emotions and feelings. We feel for them if we talk to them. We begin to have greater compassion for them if we listen to them and think of them as an individual, a person, as we think of ourselves. Listen, we all know it's easier to ream someone out over an email or a text message than it is to do that face-to-face, right? There's some type of decorum that we feel we must have when we are present with another person, looking at them face-to-face. And when that presence is removed or mediated by a digital technology, that empathy goes out the window. Emmanuel Levinas, a philosopher, talked about this. Levinas looked at ethics as the first philosophy, and and I don't want to get involved into all of the intricacies of his thought here today. He did say something important here that really relates. Levinas said that it was the face of the other which calls us to a responsibility to that person. It's the face-to-face encounter that has some type of effect upon us and calls us to a responsibility. If you've been in a face-to-face relation, you, you can understand that. So here's a question for you. What happens when we are wired for social interaction, when our brains are designed for social interaction, when our social interactions help to foster within us a greater empathy and a compassion for humanity, and when those relationships are deteriorating, partly as a result of the culture of technologies that really cultivates the opposite of the interpersonal face-to-face social relation really cultivates a more distance, hermitized existence. What should we expect as a result? Maybe greater animosity? Maybe greater contention? Maybe greater violence? Maybe less tolerance for others? who are not the same as us, maybe more partisanship. And aren't all of these things problems that we're facing today? I'm not saying that these things have never existed prior to 
uh, digital technologies or the digital revolution, but it sure seems as though they are worse now than ever. If social capital is declining and we are substituting pseudo or fake relationships for real relationships, if we are wired and our brains are designed for relationship and we are more interested in our technologies than in those relationships, if our biological health is based in some sense on healthy social relationships and we are caught in a culture that is, to a certain extent, antagonistic to those types of relationships, we might start to be concerned about the quality of our physical health. And we might start to think about what might we be losing health-wise due to the individualistic culture uh, that we find ourselves in. Ask yourself this question. What's the quality of your social relationships? Are those relationships toxic, stressful? Are those relationships pseudo-relationships? Something that's substituting for a real one? Or are they fake relationships and you might be thinking of them as more than they are? Or might be thinking of them as something that they are not. Remember, your brain is wired to be with people. And we're going to talk more about this next week. Thanks for listening. This has been the Mind for Life podcast. The transcript for this and all of the other episodes of our podcast is available on our website, mindforlife.org. If you're online, and you are, give us a visit. Hop on over to mindforlife.org. We have some other resources there that are available for you. So check those out. I've got some book recommendations, the best books on the planet. Take a look at those. And if you would care to give your feedback, feel free to do so uh, there as well. You can sign up for the free listening course and social skills course there at mindforlife.org. If you like this podcast and you're interested in the things that we're talking about, help us out, recommend it to your friends, uh, share it on social media. If you're listening through iTunes, please do me a favor and give us a review. Tell us what you think. Uh, We would appreciate that very much. So thanks again for listening. And let me leave you with a final thought for the week. What is the status of your social relationships? I'm not talking about your social media connections. I'm not talking about how many friends you have on Facebook or how many followers on Instagram or any of that. I'm talking about who you talk to face to face. Have you invested any time in those friendships lately? And let me give you a challenge. This week, put the technology down. Get out a board game. I recommend Settlers of Catan and invite some people over to spend some time with. It may just make you a healthier person. Have a great week.